What's going on, everybody? This is JD. You're listening to the Decision Hour with JD and Adam. We are live, 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 kind of. Well, we are a live. I mean, the recording might just be like not quite so live, but at the moment, we're live recording the not so live recording. So, with that said, I <laughs> should take it's a over. great way to start the show off, man. I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm doing good, man. How are you? Man, I am doing great. My computer just decided to See, die. You, as soon as we were just talking about this, like, wow, that sounds terrible. It sounds like like, like there's a chipmunk in there trying to get out or something. Dude, I have called. You just Mac. said. Yeah, my computer has done no that more weird than thing. five minutes ago. You said, "Oh, well, let's see how my computer works today." It hasn't. That was crazy, dude. People don't believe me when I do that, and then all of a sudden it comes back to life and it works fine for you know the next day, and then tomorrow it'll. You got to clean that up, dude. I've cleaned it. I've brought it to like too much, too much stuff on there that's not supposed to be on there. <laughs> we won't discuss yeah. that. <laughs> we won't discuss that. Um, but it is my lifeline, man. I mean, I do everything with it. Shut up. Um, I, it's it's my business world. It's my yeah. school world. It's everything. And now it'll be fine uh, for at least another day. And then it'll do it once. I'll have to shut it down. So please, our listeners, hey, this is a perfect opportunity. Um, if you know what the hell is wrong with my Mac where it just freaks out from time where to time. It sounds like mice are running around. It, it, the, the whole screen uh, kind of scrambles. And... It does just really? weird stuff like it's. And we're doing trying right to do now. a show right now. I know it's just it's it's okay. So what? with that being said, I'm doing great, man. Yeah. I Other than the uh, computer issues, it suff- should be a suffering from performance anxiety. That's happening. The power yes. of Christ compels you. The power of Christ. I'm trying to. I don't know, man. Maybe maybe I do need an exorcism for for my Mac. That is absolutely weird. Um, but usually it does it like late at night. Well, which is where you're I, not helping. <laughs> you're not that, helping, dude. You're not helping. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, how was your week? My week's been great. Yeah. Uh, we got a lot of stuff coming up, yeah. and a lot of stuff. We got the Vegas trip coming up. We got uh, Tony Robbins is coming into town. He's done not to be on the show, but I'm going to see Tony Robbins. There you go. Um, we got the Orlando trip that I got to do. You're going to be traveling. I'm leaving. Like I'm crazy. leaving. Yeah, next week I'm going to uh, DC for the Modern Day Marine Expo 2015, uh, and then I come back, and then we go to uh, Vegas for the Pin Up for Patriots fifth for Patriots. birthday bash. Uh, yep. Looking forward to hanging out with the gals up there in Vegas for for a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the following week I go back to DC for the AUSA uh, 2015 uh, Expo. Exhibit wow. so crazy, crazy busy. Yeah, that and then and then really we get busy. we get. I'd like to say we get no, November and December off, but I got a lot of family stuff going on. Yeah, no, uh, that's not. So I'll be happen. I'll be traveling for that, and then right away, um, January 2016, we'll be in Orlando for the uh, Student Veterans of America uh, National Conference. Man, they couldn't have moved that up three months. So, I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's going to be, it's it's getting really, yeah. really busy. And then in January, I got another trip. Yeah. We don't know where it's at yet. We'll know when we're at the Orlando event, where the next event's at um, for Empower Network, which, by the way, we actually, our next show, not this show, our next show will have the one, the only, 
Jonathan Kronstadt, the greatest CEO alive. Um, he's the CEO for Empower Network, and he'll be on the next show. Nice. And uh, I'm just honored and privileged to, to have him take the time out. He's a really cool guy. Um, he's kind of, uh, he's folks, he's kind of a big deal. He, he's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Real big um, deal. But we're going to learn a little bit more about him here on the next show. So I don't want to, I don't want to use up this show to talk about him, but, uh, but, uh, definitely a cool guy to be around. Look, people, if you want to be successful, you need to surround yourself by successful people. I, or with successful people yeah. study successful people like Tony Robbins, uh, listen to people like Les Brown, um, read books like Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Um, it's all about if. Okay, so let me break it down for you. You want to know the ultimate secret? You want to know the the best tool that you can use to be successful on any market? Believe in yourself. Yeah, that's it. That's oh, it. I was just guessing. But no, that that is it. Look, people, you guys are always searching for the answers, searching for the reasons why things aren't happening, searching for you know, that, that one miracle that you've been desperately waiting on. And the truth is that, and I'm not trying to preach to you or not, but everything you need lies within you. Okay. Everything you need lies within you. You may not have the knowledge, but the power to seek knowledge and actually take the, and actually make the effort to go and find the knowledge. That's all on you. Everything you need is available. And it's not easy. Oh, no. It's really not. Um, When I started... In fact, it sucks going through it at most times. (laughs) Yeah. When I started... Well, when I started internet marketing, I started years ago. And again, failed and failed and failed over and over again. The reason why I failed is because I didn't do anything on my end to make my business successful. I thought, you know, I can just, you know, say that I'm a part of a group and, you know, money will start falling from the ceilings and... You know, that stuff just doesn't happen. Um, When I really started making a change and when I actually started um, making an income online, my my, uh, out of the dozens and dozens of programs that that I signed up in the past since I got out of the military August 24th of 2001, there was only one that actually made me money. Right. And that's the one that I'm doing right now, and I have been doing now for almost two years. Has it been that long? It's been that long, and I love it. Next month, two years, right? Around that, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'd have to look at my back office to see my exact date, but I know it's coming up on two years. And I'm about to go to my sixth event. Sixth event, yeah. yeah. And I yeah. love it. And every time I go to an event, my income rises. Yeah. It's amazing how that works. It's 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 you know it's definitely worth it, and I think a lot of people. It, you know, I, I think a lot of people look at that stuff, and it, there's a lot of ignorant people in the world, unfortunately, and or maybe it is fortunately because it, it's good for. Yeah, well, whereas the problem is, is that, you know, sometimes it always looks, oh, that's too good to be true, or oh, that's going to take too much work. Listen, it, it is worth. Oh, it I, is I, worth. I've known Jeff for what, eight, seven, eight years. I work harder now than I did for you when yeah. you were my boss. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure how to feel about that. Yeah. I mean, I'm proud of you, but at the same time, I'm like, you son of a bitch. Well, the reason, um, no, the reason behind that but, was But before, you're doing it yourself. I mean, before we were, you know, when, and when you were working for me, you weren't working for me. It was, I was your manager at the, the corporate job that we yeah. had. So I was more of like a supervisor manager, but we were working for a larger company. Mm-hmm. 
so it's not like we were working for each other or, or anything like that. We were we were kind of working for someone else's dream and, and goals. Yeah, and that's where it comes out to be. People look, all right. It, when I worked when I worked under Adam uh, for this large company, which we're not going to call out right now because it's still a good company. Um, but back in those days, I didn't work that hard because I didn't see the vision. I didn't believe in the vision because the vision uh, in that job environment was on a month-by-month basis. It was. It was on a month-by-month basis, and you didn't even know if you were going to be there next month. You know, it could be, you know, like this month, it could be October 1st coming up, and on October 1st, you would be thankful that you still had a job, and then you would bust your rear that entire month hoping that on November 1st, you would still have a job, and I, I just couldn't live like that anymore, yeah. man. Because yeah. I have to be able to see more than just a couple of weeks. Right. You know? And I think that's where, where people get held up the most is because they can't see... The bigger picture. They, yeah, they can't see past tomorrow. Or they can't see past their next paycheck. And unfortunately, that is so true for so many people. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm guilty of it. All I'm, of their I mean, plans. And I, listen, I do it. I, I think if I adjusted my time a little bit better, I probably wouldn't be in the position I'm in. But I have a plan. It's it's starting to roll forward now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to sacrifice. I don't want to say sacrifice, because sacrifice means you're doing something against your own will, mm-hmm. kind of. But um, I am... Uh, I am putting forth time to make sure that in a couple of years when all of this does pay off, that it pays off a hundred times more. Well, what you got to do is you have to set an exact date and this goes to our listeners too. Okay. If there's something that you want to accomplish, if there's a dollar amount that you need to get to in order to achieve the freedom and the time, the financial freedom and the time freedom that you want, you need to set an exact date. Okay. As a matter of fact, we got about four minutes, and I'm going to tell you this. Okay, take out a piece of paper. If you listen to the recording, go back and listen to it again. Take out a piece of paper. You're going to write down your vision. Okay, and your vision is going to consist of the exact day that you reach your goal, whether it's five thousand dollar months, whether it's being debt free, whether it's being able to travel whenever you want to, whatever your vision is. You're going to write down the exact day that it's going to happen that you realize it. You're going to speak it. You're going to speak this future vision as if it's happening right now. So basically, you're going to say that, for example, on February 28th of 2016, the Veteran Network, my team that I built, is going to be 500 deep, mostly comprised of veterans who realize their value. We are going to be at the Talking Stick Resort here in Phoenix, Arizona for a three-day mastermind. And mastermind, I I don't really want to go into that too much, but it's basically where you get together and you share your biggest results. We are going to be at the Talking Stick Resort. I am going to be a primary speaker. I, because my results are going to be one of the leading results within the Veteran Network. And I'm going to teach on things like YouTube mastery and Instagram and social media advertising and marketing. Um, I'm getting pretty good at it now. I will be great at it then when I spend, you know, the two or three days 
with the veteran network at Talking Stick Resort. And that's that's my vision. I want to have 500 veterans that have realized the freedom that they have served for. And it's going to happen. I already know it. I've already got the place. I already know the nightclub we're going to party at. I already know all of this. February 28th is when it's going to start. And speaking of putting timelines down. Ooh, timelines. Um, it kind of breaks into our, our special guest that we're going to have on hey, here like in about I did two, that? two minutes here. Uh, we're going to have um, Terry Monahan. 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 Han with an N. I said, what did I say? Ham? Yeah, it's no, kind of like a Northeast Ter- name. Terry Monahan. Monahan. That's, uh, that's like a Northeast like hockey name. From Time Triage. Like Callahan. And if you go to timetriage.com, you could see. Uh, all of the things that they offer uh, there for entrepreneurs, small businesses, for corporate executives and teams. Um, they get a, a complimentary uh, productivity report, which is something that I've looked at myself. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really cool. I was fortunate enough to meet her at a uh, event uh, in June, and I'm excited to have her on. Um, she's got a lot of really cool things that can help strategize um, for better results. If you're doing good now, she can make it better. Um, I, th- I think that this is perfect timing for you. Yeah. Because we've had talks where you're just like, you're almost stressed out some of the times. Yeah. You've got so much on your plate. Yeah. And you've told me, I just, I, I can't get it all done. This is the perfect opportunity for you. So, so during this interview, I mean, I've got questions, but I'm going to kind of sit back and and throw it to you to to do the main because these are these are tools that you need so, more than me. So let's uh, let's try giving her a call. Absolutely, let's do it. All right, all right. We've got our very special guest on the line from Time Triage, Ms. Terry Monahan. How are you doing, Terry? I'm great, JD. How are you? I am doing fabulous. It's a great day. It's a beautiful day. It's not 130 degrees in Phoenix anymore, so <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's great. It's golf weather now, so I'm I'm feeling pretty good. But my problem is getting all my work done and still being able to structure everything where I can get my golf in. So um, this is actually a perfect <laughs> opportunity for you to help me out and make sure I can hit my tee time. <laughs> So, but uh, Terry, why don't, why don't we go ahead and start out here r- real quick. Go ahead and let our listeners know a little bit about you and a little bit about why you created, you know, Time Triage. Sure. A uh, little bit about me. I have been doing what I'm doing right now at this point for 18 years. And uh, a lot of people ask, how did I get here? And honestly, I had worked myself out of three different positions in operations. And they were, it's only funny in retrospect, at the time it was a bit disconcerting, but I would go into a company that had great results, but they were pretty much spending all of their days putting out fires and operating at a particular level. Now, I can put out fires as well or better than anybody else, I just also was always seeing what caused the fire in the first place. So I was always putting in a structure so we didn't keep having the same fire over and over again because, frankly, that's just kind of boring. 
And most the company, the first company, I was there for five years, and they increased uh, majorly, massively. They went from $20,000 contracts to million-dollar contracts and increased the office staff threefold. And um, then they figured they didn't need me anymore because things were running so smoothly, right? Nobody was putting out fires anymore because we just weren't having them. So they said, great job, thanks so much, clearly we don't need you anymore, good luck, bye. And six weeks later, the phone rang, and it was one of the people there, and they said, how do we do this? And I said, it's all written down in the manual I left behind. And they asked the same question a few times, how do we do this? I said, it's all in the manual that I left behind, at which point one of them just said, but you know, you made it look so easy. And I said, that's kind of what I, you were paying me for. Yeah. And the second time I worked myself, it only took 18 months to work out of the second job. And I remember thinking, and it was a similar situation, you know, a lot of fires, get rid of the fires, increase the performance, increase the productivity, no more fires. They don't know what the hell I'm doing. So they figured they don't need me anymore. And I must not be doing anything because everything's working so smoothly, right? <laughs> and I remember thinking that time, wow, they don't see what I see when I'm looking at this stuff. That's odd. And then the immediately the next job, it only took 11 months. And I realized, oh, they don't see what I see when I'm looking at something that I do is clearly a skill set, which was news to me because it was so automatic for me to be doing what I was doing. So I figured out, you know what, if I'm going to be working myself out of positions on a regular basis, I'm going to do it on my terms. So that's how Time Triage came into being 18 years ago. <laughs> wow, that that is absolutely phenomenal. And it makes perfect sense. I mean, if you've got a unique skill set that you know that you can use to help other people, or if you have a skill set that in turn is a solution to somebody's problems, then why not go out and, and make the leap and, and, and build your own business and do that? Because that is absolutely valuable what you're doing. Um, so tell, tell us a little bit about time triage and kind of the programs that you offer. And and before you do before you you do that, Tara, I'm going to step in real quick. L listen, those of you that are listening to the show right now, you're already online. Open up another browser, go to timetriage.com. Uh, they've been featured in in Time, the Washington Post, um, Business Journal. I mean, there's they've been featured in, in in all of these different, you know, radios and publications and stuff. So this is definitely you're, you're we're getting a real treat today and we're very very blessed and privileged to have Terry on with us today. So make sure you check this out and listen to what she says. I, I had the uh privilege of, of meeting her a couple months ago and 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 think it's absolutely awesome. So with that being said, Terry, please continue. Okay, great. Um so Time Triage is a, well, it's a consulting firm. I am a consultant. I work with executives and entrepreneurs. And all of my work is, frankly, very, very strategic. And it's all based in the operations side of a business. And everything that I do is geared towards what's going to impact and improve your performance on the job and your productivity and the performance of your company. What I discovered in the process of coaching people to produce results 
several years in, again, one of those blinding flash of the obvious after the fact, um, I realized I was having the same couple of conversations with every single client at the beginning of every single engagement, no matter what they actually hired me to do. And those conversations were around putting them back 100% in control of their schedule, which most people have forgotten that they are, in fact, in control of their schedule. Another is a simple framework for them to plan, but thoroughly plan, because I discover a lot of people tend to skip over a few steps. And then the third one, because this is such an enormous time sink for so many people, was just simple ways of managing and taking back control of your email inbox. Because, you know, we're drowning. We're drowning in email. And statistics time after time after time talk about the fact that virtually everybody is frittering away up to three hours a day out of every eight-hour workday. Now, most people don't call it frittering away. They call it being really crazy busy. But when you dig in and look at what are they actually doing, they're not doing anything that adds to their bottom line that generates revenue uh, or that advances any of the goals they're working on. Now, the sad fact about that is, you know, that costs corporations. Uh, when the first, when the study was done, they said it costs corporations $759 billion a year. Wow. In both lost productivity and wages paid for work not being done. And it's not that people are maliciously trying to not do work. It's just literally the environment within which we're all working right now is fostering this notion that busyness has to be a competitive sport. Right. You know? And I'm very much a contrarian. I think people are working far too hard for the results they're getting and I know that they can work far less hard and dramatically improve the results they're getting. You know, like work less and get more done because then they're focused on what's actually going to make a difference, what's actually going to produce results, produce revenue uh, in their organizations or on their job. So all of the courses and programs that I do and all of the coaching and consulting I do is geared towards that. What's going to make a difference? How are you going to produce the results you want to produce? Um, I have a particular talent in, in giving people back control of their schedule in a very short, you know, two or three hour process conversation where we just completely redesign, we examine everything already in their schedule, and we bring to light everything that's driving the way they're, the way they're setting up their schedule. And then we start from scratch, and we redesign it to make sure that everything that's really critically important is included and is given the appropriate weight. And a lot of the time I'm having people stop doing the things that, they're, that are not working anyway. Right. But it's always funny to me when people will argue for they have to keep doing it this way. And I just tend to respond with, well, really, why? It's not working. We're going to try something else. You can always go back and do it that way again if we don't produce better results with a different way of doing it. You know, the 
definition of insanity has been widely quoted as doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. And I tend to completely interrupt that behavior. That's awesome. That is. That's Sometimes I wonder normal. if I'm the poster child of that statement, but well, <laughs> yeah. okay. But, <laughs> well, but she now, Terry. When we met at uh, Inside Edge, yeah. you were handing out. Um, you had a little uh, a little uh, pamphlet that you were handing out about emails and control your uh, yeah. how to control your emails and stuff. And I, yeah. I, I want you to just talk about that one. A little bit, and then I want to share what I've what I've done with that because I think it's really important. And and I, th- so let's start there. So, can you talk a little about sure. your your email workshop that you have? Yes, absolutely. It's called Six Steps to Take Control of Your Email, and what I handed out at Inside Edge really was just a one sheet with the six steps. So. Uh, we are we're drowning in email. I, I think everybody would agree. Mm-hmm. We're drowning in email, and very few people have any kind of protocol or procedure for staying on top of what's coming into their inbox, or even being able to effectively filter what's coming into their inbox. So they end up spending an inordinate amount of the time just trying to sort through everything that's there or get through everything that's there without actually getting through everything that's there. You know, in 2006, people were spending 15 hours a week trying to sort through the inbox. Uh, That, by the way, right there is three hours a day. Um, And by 2012, the average person in business was getting the equivalent of a 250-page book every single day. So it's it's out of control, and you there are some simple steps people can take to put themselves back in control. One of them is. Set protocols for themselves. Define when are they going to answer email. Really, when. Not having it up all day long. Not having it beeping at them every time somebody has a stray thought and a new email comes in. I love Brendan Bouchard's comment that your email inbox is a perfectly organized collection of everybody else's agenda. And I always wanted to know when did everybody else's agenda become more important than what you're working on. That's perfect. So some of the, you know, it's it's a matter of first setting up your rules. What are your rules for when you're going to check your email? It's not all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, statistics show if, if all you do is shift from having it constantly open and checking every six minutes when somebody sends an email to checking it three or four times a day, you're going to immediately reclaim a few hours of productive work time because think about it it really drives that whole thing of being interrupted constantly or interrupted by your email every time somebody has a stray thought. It's going to take you off what you were doing, and it's going to take you 23 minutes to bring your focus back to whatever you were working on before you were interrupted. Now, if you add that up with the fact that most of us are interrupted every six to eight minutes all day long, you know, the first interruption can completely derail whatever it was you were intending to do, and it doesn't have to. So setting rules and turning off the email in between. Trust me, the world will continue going on if you don't check your email for three hours. So have a so set, ha- have, so have set times have throughout the day. Know. Yeah, it, just stop checking it constantly. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, I check it check in the morning it and at night. Time. 
Yeah. I, and 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 here's and here's why I folks I asked Terry to talk about this is because I used to do what she was talking about. Like every time used I to? F- like phone, an hour ago? phone phone no I st- no <laughs> since I've I I met her and 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 got the the six steps. I literally I only check it in the mornings, briefly in the afternoon, just to see uh, if there's anything immediate that needs immediate attention. But I don't return really any of the emails until the latter part of the evening, um, and it's it's freed up a lot more time. I've gotten mm-hmm. I've been more productive. I've gotten more stuff done. It's it's been a huge increase and a huge blessing in my life uh, just by by doing that. So I I can say after following what Terry is talking about, it it does work. Oh, yeah. And it's not just that. I mean, everything that she said. Now, I will tell you that two years ago, I wouldn't have a clue what, what the heck she's, she's talking about. Yeah. Um, but as I started learning from individuals like her and from you know, individuals like, uh, like Tony Robbins, who I'm, I'm going to be blessed to be able to go see here in, in about three weeks, um, she was talking about, Ter- Terry, you brought up the point here a little while ago about basically how when people are at their job, they're at their office, they are, quote, unquote, frittering away all day, seeming to be busy, but they're not getting any, any results, you know, because, right. because all they're doing is just is this menial task. And I was actually, I was fired from my last job, which put me from I'm trying to be an entrepreneur to, hey, I'm an entrepreneur now. Um, <laughs> but, but, but one of the things that, that they fired me for was because I wasn't hitting all of their their numbers. Now, um, my sales were up for for the month that they fired me for. My sales were down because I made the change two months prior to to make a change that you were talking about, and I didn't have the numbers um, prior to making the change, and that's why they fired me. But my next two months of numbers, so they fired me for June, but July and August were already done. I already had my sales numbers for that for those months. And one of the things that I did that I changed, and you and you kind of kind of went around this. Um, I, re- I read a quote. Actually, no, I heard uh, Tony Robbins talk about you know people every day. They think they they got to do this. They got to do this. They got to do this. And then this, 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 this. And what you do, and one of the things that turned my life around is I, I have a list like that. I had a list like that, and I, I do that every day where I'll go ahead and I'll make out that list. And please correct me if you, if you see any flaws in this. Um, I'll make out that list of things that have to be done or I think have to be done. And then I'll, I'll put that list into different groups or different outcomes for what I want to achieve for the day. And then I'll go through that list again, and I will concentrate on the 20% of that list That'll give me 80% of my results. Yeah, that's genius. And so, and that completely turned my life around. And you, you kind of went around that. You didn't exactly say that, but you were talking about how people do all these things that aren't getting them any results, but are making them look busy and are making them feel busy because they think they have to do it, like checking email all day, like, like, you know, making so many phone calls in a day. If you don't make so many phone calls in a day, then your day was, was a waste of time or, you know, things along those lines. But the end results, what's most important. So if you just concentrate on the 20% of your schedule, that'll give you 80% of your results. 
you'll you'll start you you will see your business grow leaps and bounds. I mean, do you agree with that or? Oh, I no, I absolutely agree with it. And it's it's interesting you mentioned the thing about you know how many phone calls do you have to make. I'm far more used to seeing people agonizing for hours over the phone calls they have to make than just getting on the phone and making the flipping calls. Right. You know, it does not, it does not take a lot of time. Right. You know, if your target is, is 10 calls or 50 calls or whatever, it, I actually know for a fact you can make 40 calls in an hour if you just Oh yeah, you can. Shut up and dial the phone. I, I've yeah. done it. I've had yeah. over 300 yeah. dials in, in one day, and I accomplished nothing doing it. But when, when I started focusing, because in my old job, we had to have about 100 dials a day. Okay, mm-hmm. and I lived in that industry for seven years, and it wore me down. So I'm so glad I never have to go back to that cubicle life again. But when I started getting my results, and I started concentrating on the twenty percent, I literally concentrated on longer, more meaningful, uh, more productive phone calls. Just twenty calls that got me the overall results, that got me the sales, as opposed to. You know, I'm great. I'm glad you're interested, but I got to make more phone calls. So why don't you go ahead and I'm going to send you an email and check this out, you know, and then I'd never hear from them again. Oh, that's called a lost sale. Yeah. 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 But because, I mean, there's a lot of people that are in kind of that boiler room, you know, atmosphere where they think, well, Jesus, if I don't make this many calls, I'm not going to get those results. No, if you have more quality calls. And, and less just smiling and dialing, you'll get the results. Terry, I'm I'm curious to know uh, in all your years that, that doing this working, and this is this this question is kind of geared more toward uh, for entrepreneurs and small businesses. Mm-hmm. But uh-huh. w- when they approach you, what what's the one thing that you see most uh, from entrepreneurs and small businesses that they struggle with? What if there was one thing? What what would you say that it is, or the most common thing? Doing everybody else's job. Oh, I feel like she's talking to me right now. Come on, Terry. Okay, go go on. I said from the beginning, <laughs> you should be focused on this. <laughs> so, uh, look, one of the things that we do as entrepreneurs is we create jobs for other people. And those jobs could be as, as simple but impactful as somebody who runs errands for you does your grocery shopping, cleans your house, takes care of your kids, chauffeurs your kids around, to the assistant you have at work, the person who handles your bookkeeping, the attorney who reviews all of your agreements, the, uh, the person who makes phone calls for you, the other person who manages your schedule. If you are spending the bulk of your day on those lower level but essential administrative tasks, then by default, you are not spending the bulk of your day leading your company, building your company, developing new ways of generating revenue, even spending the business development time to bring in new clients. You know, if you're spending all of your time doing your bookkeeping, you're not on the phone. You're not out networking. You're not out meeting people. You're not developing those relationships that will lead to new business or fostering those relationships with existing clients that will lead to more business. And I hear over and over again, especially with the, the 
smaller, the micro, the truly micro businesses, the solopreneurs in many cases, mm -hmm. that I can't afford to hire X, Y, Z. And I know that that is, A, not true, and B, an excuse. <laughs> it's an excuse because there's far more comfort in doing the, the small administrative tasks that you know you can actually get done but ultimately don't make a difference, at least you feel like you got something done, than really going all in on your business and recognizing that when you're the one who started the business, your job is grow that. Your job is business development. Your job isn't even necessarily delivering the work. It's developing the client. It's developing the business. And, I mean, I'll tell a story on myself. I fell into that trap at one point. I had a, a woman who used to take all of the business cards that I collected when I was out networking, and she put them into my database so that I had them at my fingertips, right? And she went back to school, so she was no longer going to be available to do that. And I, for a brief moment, thought, well, this isn't hard. You know, I have a card scanner. I can just scan them once a week, and, and they'll be in my database, and I'll be done with it. Except in six months, I had scanned exactly zero cards, and I had an entire box full, a big box full of cards I had met, cards I had collected, people I had met over that six months. Now, do you think there was some business opportunity that I lost by having them in the box rather than in my database? Heck yeah. So I packed them up. I sent them to another colleague who was a virtual assistant that said, help, I need these and I need them back in an Excel spreadsheet. And she said, no problem. In two days, two days, she had an Excel spreadsheet back in my email inbox and an invoice. It had taken her 16 hours, I think, to scan them all. But her bill for 16 hours of work was less than I made in an hour if I were billing by the hour. Now, could I have done it in 16 hours? Frankly, we'll never know because I didn't do it in six months. But even if I could have, it would have been a very poor choice for me to spend 16 hours doing scanning business cards. It's a better choice for me to spend 16 hours on the phone or meeting with people. So I never looked back from that little thing. And I will tell you, when I, first, when I hired my first virtual assistant, I was very nervous. But I figured, okay, I'm going to commit to this many hours, this much money a month, and I'm going to put that aside ahead of time. And if in one month I cannot generate enough extra business to cover what it's costing me to use her, then I will terminate the arrangement. And that was in 2006, 2005. Wow. Mm -hmm. So that's a good goal to have. So, it's definitely, it, it's, I'm getting kind of a look, uh, Terry, from JD right now because I, I, I've gone through a lot of what you're talking about right now. And, and you know, I'm, I'm, well, as much as it kills me to, to even admit this, but it's, you know, I've, I've, I've said, you know, I don't have the money to do that. You know, I got to do a lot of this. Stuff. I, I wear many hats when I, when mm -hmm. I really don't necessarily need to. It's, it's maybe if I 
if we got the sale, if we got, you know, if I, if we focus more, if I focus more on developing relationships, which, which we have here recently, um, and we're starting to get contracts in for, for advertisers and, and partners and, and, and et cetera, that's going to allow us to hire people, uh, to put into those places. But maybe, you know, as you're sitting there and you're talking about it, you know, it's, it's an excuse. I, I think a lot of solopreneurs or entrepreneurs that they're afraid to it's almost like they're afraid of success i hate to admit it but i I think that's what one of my fears was is like oh you know we got all this stuff and there's got all this overhead and we don't have enough money to do that when if you just change your mindset and, and and do what you're talking about doing i think people would be a lot more successful in their business quicker Yes, exactly. And and the truth of the matter is, I, some of it is probably fear. Some of it is probably that a lot of entrepreneurs really are a bit control freakish. Um, I say that with a great deal of love because that's kind of all of my clients. But, um, you know, this notion that I can do it better myself. Well, you know, maybe, but should you be doing it is, is a better question. Right. And... Uh, you know, the, the, the argument, I don't have time to train somebody. I can do it faster myself. Well, that's only true if you're only ever going to do that thing one time. The minute you have to do it twice, you are wasting the most precious resource you have, time. It's the one that we don't get more of. You know, it's no, we it's don't a, get more time. Right. No, I totally agree. And it took, because by the end Once of the day, gone, you, you start, gone. yeah, you start, you start getting things done or, or, and you get, I mean, as a, as an entrepreneur or solopreneur, you got so many things trying to run a business. You can't do it yeah. by yourself. You're not going to be successful doing it by yourself. I mean, if you are, exactly. congratulations, exactly. you're, you're one of the very, very few, uh, that I've ever heard of. And I've, I've been an entrepreneur now for, you know, on and off for the last 20 years. I've had businesses and, and then I've gone back to corporate America I'm not doing that this time uh, around. So it's it definitely it's very eye opening uh, to hear this. So again, folks, if you, if if you are uh, you know tuning in, you you're already <clears throat> on the internet. Open up another browser. Go to timetriage.com and really look into this. Terry's got a lot of great programs here that I'm already uh, you know making check marks and stuff that I want to want to pursue uh here moving forward and stuff so uh jd do you have any other questions for terry no i'm blown away by i wish we had another hour two hours to be able to to (laughs) sit down and just just pick her brain i also feel that we're kind of like uh like on, at an Entrepreneurs Anonymous meeting, and you need to stand up and say, "Hi, my name is Adam, <laughs> and I'm a workaholic." And then Terry's. Oh, no, no. Kinda... I, I, JD, I actually want to reassure you: entrepreneurs do not have the lock on this. I find the same behavior mm-hmm. in the C-suite in corporations. Really? Wow, that yeah. that's amazing. Not as often, you know. Not as often. Usually, when it's when when something is struggling or. You know, if you move from one level to another in management, the way you operate at one level is not going to work at the higher level. You right. have to re, reor, reorient yourself, re, re-examine how things are getting done. I had a corporate officer hire me, and he was promoted to a corporate officer in a Fortune 50 to work with him and his assistant because they needed a whole different way of being able to work together because what was on his desk had at least, overnight at least tripled. Oh, wow. 
you know, yeah. and I'm not a fan of people working 20 hours a day. It doesn't work. It's not sustainable. It, it, let me let me ask you something because I'm I'm a single parent. I I have custody of my mm-hmm. my son who's 12. So I I I get up, I take him to school, I do this. Um, I got a couple other businesses that I do, you know, one or two days out of the week. Uh, but then I coach, I coach junior high football, you know, as well. And, and, and one of the things that I've always looked at over the past few years is you, you really got to, uh, you know, manage your time. You know, there's a, there's that saying, you know, leave work at work, you know, your family, spend time with your family. So you're hundred percent with your family. And I've I've incorporated that. There's there's a there's a part of that I agree with that statement to a point. But I think you can I think you can can you let me ask you this can you integrate the two successfully? Of course, you have to. You have to. Uh, you know, there's not that clear a demarcation. I have a lot of clients who are parents or single parents who, uh, and are entrepreneurs who often you know, carve out chunks of time when they can be fully present with their families. And then they may, they may be going back to, to doing email or doing some, some reading or doing some, some personal development after the kids are in bed. Right. Makes sense. So their work day is not as clearly, you know, it's not a nine to five, especially in the knowledge economy and an information economy. It's not necessarily about nine to five. It's about, what are the tasks you have to accomplish? What are the deadlines that they need to be delivered by? And what are the other factors in your life that are going to impact everything you're doing? Right. You know, whether you have kids or not, if you're sick, all bets are off. If there's a snow emergency and nobody can go anywhere, well, unless you've set things up in a particular way, you're kind of messed up, right? Yeah. If you're If you're a parent, you've got to have... You've got to have plan A, plan B, all the way down to plan Z for what do you do in the event of school closed, kids sick, other breakdowns, other emergencies, you know, all kinds of things. And that's one of the things that I do with my clients when we're working on this is we brainstorm all that needs to be put in place. And, you know, years ago, it takes a village with children, and I don't know why parents think they have to do it themselves anymore. I don't know why parents think they have to do it on their own, because um, you're not. It, it's very isolating in some regards. It makes you think like you're the only one. You can't possibly ask anybody else for help. But when you can raise your head and look around, you may discover you live in a neighborhood full of people just like you dealing with the same kinds of issues and maybe you guys can band together and work something out. You know, I remember I was told when I was very young, my parents and the other families on the street had a a little co-op going where, you know, the kids were as comfortable in everybody else's home as they were in their own. But there was a, they they had a little formal barter system going for trading off childcare. Wow. That's amazing. So there was always mm-hmm. somebody available right. to help, but it comes from being willing to ask for help. Same thing at work. People are insanely busy, and everybody is working as if they're isolated and they're on their own when, no, there's a bunch of people here. 
theoretically we're all working towards the same goal, but there's a bunch of people here. Even if you are the solopreneur, there are a lot of different organizations and, and things available out there where you can talk to other people who are also solopreneurs. We don't constantly have to be reinventing the wheel. Most of the issues that most of us are facing have already been resolved. Find somebody who solved them and find out what they did. Now, those, those of you that are listening to us right now and listening to Terry, I want you to rewind it just a little bit, and I want you to play that part, what she just said, over and over and over and over again. That's so too. Terry, we really appreciate you. We're, we know that you're busy, and we're, we're coming, uh, coming up near the end of the show here. So before we let you go, any parting words that you have for our, our listeners? Uh, yeah, just look, I mean, really look at all of the different activities that you're spending your time on during the day and find those ones, just identify those activities that actually generate revenue for you if you're an entrepreneur or that actually move you closer to whatever goal you've set in your life or your business. And make sure that those activities have a place in your schedule first. Everything else will fit in around it, but put those, what Stephen Covey calls the big rocks, put those things in first. And they include taking time off, moving your body, eating, resting, and getting the right amount of sleep. Awesome. And finally, just turn off your email most of the day. <laughs> That's great. Terry, that always th- stops breathing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Terry, we really appreciate you being on at the Decision Hour with us today. And uh, folks, again, make sure you can, you can check out Terry and, and all the things that she's offering by simply going to Time Triage. Dot com. Uh, I think we're definitely going to have to have Terry on here uh, for a follow-up call here in a couple I of I want to have her, when, when we actually set up a date, yep. I want to have her come out and actually be a main speaker. And, and we'll, you know, Terry, we'll, I got some information that we're going to be sending you offline here uh, awesome. about some, some potential dates coming up. But, Terry, thank you so much for joining us today. You're very welcome. Awesome. It was my pleasure. All right, Terry. Thank, thank you, you Terry. so much. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right, bye-bye. bye-bye. Amazing, folks. Absolutely wow. amazing. And let me tell you something. When you meet her, she's just she is so fun to be around, and and she's she's full of energy, um, very positive person. And and she's you know as you could tell she she's a you know she's she's got a little comedy in her. She, she's actually yeah. she's absolutely funny, and the way she approaches it, it, it makes sense. And and it's. You know, it uh, as we sit here today, it really hits home, and, and and I'm really hoping that for a lot of you listeners out there, this should hit home with you. If you're having trouble with, uh, you know, trying to, you know, I'm not making the money, I'm not doing this. Take a look at, you know, listen to what Terry was saying, and take a look at your schedule. And I think a lot of us get so consumed. I'm, I've I've been guilty of this, where you get so consumed with, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to do this, and you don't make time for yourself. Like she said, what Stephen Coveney said, uh, you know, put the big rocks in first, right? Make sure you're eating right. Make sure you got you make time to exercise. Make sure that you know, you've done that recently. You know, yep. where you're starting to exercise. I got away from that. There was there was a, uh, a several months there where I was walking two to four miles a night. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I realized that last night, and, and we got home, and, and uh, we had a football game last night. Uh, and, and Chris said, "Hey, Dad, how come you don't walk anymore?" And I was like, "Oh, your son yeah, called yeah, you out." Yeah, my, my son called me out on it. Twelve years old, he called me out on that. And uh, you know, a lot of it is because I'm, I'm dealing with you know some other health issues, you know, and, and whatnot. But it's it's uh, it got me thinking. I was like, you know, he's right. I, I felt better during that time when I was walking. I was sore, but I, I would uh, I felt more. I had more energy. Right. Uh, putting that forward, eating healthy. I can't tell you, you know, by eating, I've changed my diet up dramatically uh, here in the last six months where I'm eating, you know, more vegetables, a lot more green, broccoli, spinach, kale, Nasty. Uh, stuff like that. It, it, I hate <laughs> it. it. It sucks. Yeah. Um, because I'm a but meat you eater, eat you know, but I still eat a lot of chicken, a lot of rice. Oh, yeah, uh, I, I eat a lot you know, of chicken. Ground turkey, venison. Uh, Ooh, you know, stuff like that. So it's changing your diet as opposed to, hey, I'm going to go to fast food restaurant. Or I was actually going to bring you in a double you know, cheeseburger. I today, really but. wish you would have. Um, <laughs> but but it, all of this stuff is all key. Folks, go to timetriage.com. Timetriage, T-R-I-A-G-E.com, and check out what they have to offer. It's it's absolutely amazing. Been in the business 18 years. Like I said, they've been featured on the Washington Post, um, Business Journal, uh, ABC News, uh, ABC News Radio, USA Today, uh, Time Magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, she's been around, and, and they do absolutely amazing work. So I'm looking forward to uh, definitely uh, working more with, with Terry uh, on the side. So... Um, Again, you know, I, I can't say enough uh, good things about it. Your your time is important. Time is money, and and you have to really value yourself on what it is that you look at, at, at doing, and you have to put things into perspective. If you're not doing the things that are going to make you the money, then what what are you doing? Exactly. You know, if you're doing it for family or something like that, I get that. That's fine. That's one thing. And, and, and what Terry was saying at the end there is how you can balance your time between, um, you know, family and, and work. That's great. You put the kids to bed, then you go back and you do a couple emails or something. Or, or do Here's the – I'm a big fan of the, that I'm, I'm starting to really focus on more. Is once once my son goes to bed is professional development, my own de- you know self development, reading, folks. Those of you that know me for a long time, I I, I despise reading. I can't I can't stand reading. Me too. I can't stand it. You know I'm all about listening to a book on. But on, well, on I did tape get clarification. Like okay. Listening to an audio book is the same thing as reading the book. Okay, perfect. So then I've read more books this year than I've read my entire life. So. Um, <laughs> I'm the same way, you know. But but, but it's true. Listening to self development, uh, learning something, find something that even if it's just something that you, maybe you're a, you're a history buff and you like the history, read a book on history or something like that. Oh, learn, I watch the history. Learn channel, learn something new. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so yeah, that that's it. I mean, great show today. It was an awesome great show, show. Um, folks. Listen, there's there's so much that you think you have to do. Um, but the, one of the things that Terry mentioned that I definitely want to point out, and I guess we can kind of end with this, um, income-producing activities. Income-producing activities. If answering that email to your buddy about something that he wants in a week and a half isn't going to you know, get you the way you need to be for today, it can wait. Uh, 
Prioritize. Yeah, Prioritize. it can wait. If you know, if you know, going to play a game of basketball isn't going to make you the money, it can wait. Yep, it can wait. So my 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 final thoughts is you know concentrate on the twenty percent of the test that's going to give you eighty percent of the results, um, and make sure you focus on income producing activities. Uh, if it's not going to make you money, then don't do it. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Not hey, going to do it. Folks, that, that's it. That's all the time we got for the day. But before we let you go, got to thank our sponsors. We got the Student Veterans of America. Make sure you check them out, studentveterans.org. That's studentveterans.org. Uh, also, uh, wow, really? No, uh, Premier Social Media. <laughs> Shiloh would yeah, be Shiloh, bringing up the yeah, phone she's right like, now. What is going on? Premier Social Media. Shiloh, she's awesome. One of the best in the entire business. Check her out at Premier Social Media. That's Premier with an E. Socialmedia.com. Follow her on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Google. It, just follow her. Trust yeah. me. She does all these training classes. She does our trainings for, for our show host on the uh, mm-hmm. Heroes Media Network. Uh Make sure you check out HeroMediaGroup.com. Check out all the shows that uh, uh, are on the, on the group page. Um, Red Oak. Reality uh, Realty. Marky, Reality Realty. Check them all out by simply going to HeroesMediaGroup.com. And for next week, who do we got coming on next week? Real quick, J.D. Uh, Empower Network CEO Jonathan Kronstadt. J. Kron, affectionately. J. Kron coming J. Kron. on next week. So check us out next week. For J.D., I'm Adam. Thanks for listening to The Decision Hour.